everybody. Welcome to Five Points of Contact because Brian Anderson did us this nice intro. And then he went off and ran off and left. And he's 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 out there somewhere with a band touring as a backup guitarist and stopped writing for Coronation and I haven't heard from him and and I'm here with Drew Snyder who is the co-manager of Hammer we're playing Purdue, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, Hammer and Rails, co-manager of Hammer and Rails, the SB Nation Purdue site. He's here to talk about everything Purdue, our enemy this week. Uh, Drew, did you like the the intro with all the plays from back when Nebraska was like good at football? <laughs> you know, I I, I did. I uh, I graduated from Clemson actually, so I, I we were good at the same time there for a while in the eighties. <sighs> I I Clemson. We played them. Was it LSU? We played them the Sugar Bowl, like 1982. Dave Remington. Dave, I, I think it was against Clemson. Where you know who Dave Remington is? Yeah, he's got the award named after him. Right. He was called offsides as a center. I think twice in a bowl game. Anyway, <laughs> that anyway. would be Clemson's national championship winning 1981-82 season. Uh, we I, we yeah. beat Nebraska and uh, jumped up. And Danny, and then Danny Ford got in NCAA trouble. So that's yeah. your ilk. That is who you are, sir. That is. <laughs> We're just going to start there. Okay. What, what should we, where are we going to start? Let's start with your new coach. Okay. He, he, Ryan Walters, he was a defensive coordinator at Illinois the previous season. Uh, he hates Nebraska. And this, he says this, what the thing is, is he hates Nebraska. He likes blue and gold teams or black and gold teams. I'm sorry. That wasn't intended. Uh, I mean, earlier in the year, we played a black and gold team, Colorado, and everything was personal. And he said that I don't like Nebraska. And everybody's just kind of dropped this. And I'm, I'm really, we need more drama. There's not a lot of drama around this. Mm. And nobody's picked up on it. So, yeah. So, he doesn't like Nebraska because, uh, you know, I think he coached in Missouri and played at Colorado. Uh, so I think he's been at some Nebraska-hating Big 12, old Big 12 uh, axes to grind. So so what do you think of him so far? I mean, Jeff you know, Brom left. Jeff Brom went off to Louisville. He started like 6-0, and 6-1, ripped your hearts out. Uh, you know, Jeff Brom to Louisville didn't particularly rip my heart out. That was always a foregone conclusion. You know, you're just sort of waiting for the uh, other shoe to drop there. But, um, you know, Ryan Walters, it's always it's hard to tell, you know. I mean, Nebraska, you all know better than anybody, you can make the right coaching hire and it turn out terribly. Uh, so I think he was the right hire. I have no idea if he's going to uh, work out or not, uh, if, you know. With uh, the same way, I don't think anybody else has any ideas. I like what he has going on. I like the staff he put together. Um, and we definitely have the buffest coach in the Big Ten. So I feel like that uh, at least wins us something. Like if it came down to a fight between head coaches, I think we would win. And so I'm actually proposing that this season is just a like Royal Rumble Big Ten championship game with coaches. So I think we got you realize Brett, Brett, Burt would just be a tank. Oh, we got to get Bird over the top rope somehow. That's yeah. going to be a joint effort. I feel like that's that's one where like six or seven guys has got to just hoist him over. So <laughs> I was thinking of oh, Overwatch, where they, you got that one tank that rolls around on a giant ball. Anyway, that's probably 90% of people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. So Ryan Walters, new coach, Graham Harrell, offensive coordinator, is running the air raid. Is he running the same air raid as Mike Leach is? But he's no. he's more power run in, integrated in with it than just pure uh, air raid. Yeah, no, he runs one of those air raid routes. The you know the short passing game, slants, the quick outs, the uh, you know the swing passes, the wide receiver screens. But he does incorporate a lot more of uh, you know. They'll run power a lot, you know, pull a couple the guard and the tackle and run behind them. They do some outside zone running um, in it um, with sort of both of our uh, running backs. So it's the air raid. 
uh, a lot of the air raid concepts in the short and mid, uh, intermediate game, but um, with a lot more of uh, the run involved. So are you, is this, what is it with Purdue that they do this? I mean, this goes all the way back to Joe Tiller, uh, Drew Brees. I forget another quarterback that was way back then that was really Howard. good. Yeah. I just, it's just, just ingrained. It's kind of like Nebraska football. We go, Oh, we need to run the option, you know, and it's, it's 30 years ago. And I mean, Joe Tiller was probably 30 years ago now, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't say that. That's, Oh. <laughs> I, but you know what? Looking at this, I definitely had hair when Joe Killer was coaching it there. So <laughs> it's been a while. But yeah, you know, I think Purdue fans, uh, you know, Indiana's a basketball state. We like the action. We need we need thing we need to keep the attention going. The slow run game just doesn't do it for us. I think that's uh, you know, that's the problem. They need they need they need more action on the field. So the basketball on grass, uh offense sort of uh, fits what the uh, fan base is looking for. Does it? It honestly does, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, is it really? And what do you what do you think of Graham Harrell so far? I yeah, mean, is, I like- there any, is there any judgment you can make after, like, I mean, Nebraska lost to Minnesota on the road, Colorado on the road, and half the fan base. Okay, maybe 10% of the fan base, but they were really loud, wanted Matt Rule fired right now. <laughs> Of course, there you know. There's there's always that ten percent there that are just ready to fire everyone at any moment. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Graham Harrell is uh, again. He's another one of those young guys. Is sort of a wait and see as well. Um, you know, he's having to scheme around a lot right now. There, Jeff Brown didn't leave much in the uh, in the cupboard. It certainly when he left Purdue, it certainly looked like he had built that team up to really sort of sell out and peak without much consideration for anything that came afterwards. Almost like he kind of thought he was going to maybe end up somewhere else. (laughs) So you've got, you've got a new quarterback. Mm -hmm. You've got Guinness. That's what you've got. I've got, this is actually Terrapin uh, white chocolate Muhu fresh from the brewery, Athens, Georgia, baby. Oh my God! Uh, well, people want to know. I I don't drink anymore, but or, you know the guests or the other my other co-hosts are usually drinking something, and <laughs> and people like to know. So it's a local brewery. There it is in right Athens, there. Georgia. Athens, Georgia, Terrapin. Good stuff. Okay, new quarterback. Right, Hudson yep. Card. Hudson Card. Uh, Charlie Jones, the top receiver, is gone. Devin Mockaby is back. He is. And tell us about Hudson Card. Um, so Hudson Card is really talented. He was at Texas originally. He's from the Austin area. Um, you know, sort of we're trying to replay the Drew Brees story here. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, he he's, when he's healthy, he is a dual threat quarterback. He has not been healthy in the last couple of games, so he's very – that part of this game has been gone. The bye week, I think, he's, you're going to see more of what Hudson Card should look like. Um, he's good on the run, outside the pocket. Um, he can de- really deliver uh, strikes. Um, he'll change his arm angles a lot, sort of like uh, the Patrick Mahomes. He'll come three quarters over the top, side, like whatever it takes to get the ball in. He's got a good snap on it. Decision making this year has been mixed, a mixed bag. Uh, I think a lot of it is like <sighs> Purdue doesn't have a lot of playmakers. So I think some of it is he's trying to force plays sometimes that aren't there because somebody needs to do something. Um, and so I, I think he's got caught up in that a little bit. Um, he's thrown some tough interceptions, like seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. A couple of those were just arm punts. Um, but, um, I like him. I mean, he's a top, top, what top 50, top 60, uh, high school recruit. Um, and so as far as Purdue goes talent wise, that's the best you can ask for. It's the best Purdue's had in a long time. Um, just still ad- adjusting the offense a little bit, but, um, I think long-term, uh, I think he's a good fit for what Purdue wants to do. How many years does he have left? Um, uh, I believe he probably. I don't know about his COVID year. I think he has two, possibly three. 
And then you've got the Maccabee kid is the crazy legs kid with the legs and arms all over the place that nobody wants to tackle. Yeah. Now he has, he he's had some fumble issues. He has had some fumble issues. So that's sort of baked into the cake there. He does the crazy legs thing when he starts doing it though, he starts getting those arms swinging up and then, you know, teams watch tape. They watch the tape from last year. They watch him flailing his arms. And now everybody that gets within two feet of him are just punching at the ball. So, and the more he fumbles, the more people punch at the ball. It's one of those uh, sort of tough deals where those initial fumbles are probably causing a lot more fumbles than you would actually have in the game. Um, but now people are just looking for, for it. Um, and so it's just, it's one of those tough things where I think it's just a natural, his natural running style. So I, one of those deals where you can try to coach it out of him, but when somebody hits him and his brain sort of goes into that, like, what have I been doing since I've been five? He starts, <laughs> he starts moving the, moving those arms and getting his elbows up and people are just coming underneath him and just punching the ball out. So um, re- receivers. Like I said, Charlie Jones is gone. I think you had another guy last year that was like second. Payne Durham, the tight end is gone, yes. Okay, yeah. And any replacements that we need to know or we should be – there's got to be somebody on your offense we should be terrified of. Okay, there's a couple guys that you keep an eye on. So Tyrone Tracy Jr., um, he was a wide receiver. He's at Iowa, and I have no idea why anybody would ever – sign with Iowa to play on the offense um, at wide receiver. He he and Charlie Jones were both Iowa refugees. Um, But um, so Tyron Tracy, he's been hurt. Um, He actually overtook Maccabee at the top of the death chart um, before he was injured. Um, He's got an ankle. um, So you might see him in the bye week. He's a a produced kick returner, returned one for a touchdown the first game. Um, in the backfield, he's a really good one-cut runner. So when they run that outside zone, um, he's better at Ma- than Maccabee at just picking that line. And then as soon as he sees that crease, just sticking his foot in and going. Um, he was a high school running back, played wide receiver at Iowa, then transferred to Purdue, played wide receiver under Jeff Brom, played a little tailback. And this year we came in and we said, no, we're going to see like if you can go back to when you were Mr. Indiana – football and he's been great it's amazing um a guy you know hasn't played in that position in five years comes in and um, really takes that number one spot so watch for him if he's available um i think ryan walters in the press conference says he's he's been practicing so we'll see about him Dion burst is the other guy um out of everybody else everybody on the offensive side of purdue probably outside of hudson card he's the guy you look at and i like you know, I also write for like Clemson and Kansas State and cover it. And he's the guy that you say that guy could play for any of those teams. Like he could play anywhere as a slot receiver. Um, he's a real, a real explosive guy um, with the ball in his hands. He's been hurt his first couple of years. So this is really sort of his breakout year. Um, and he's been good for Purdue. He's real quick twitch. Uh, problem is, he's a small guy and Purdue has to, Purdue doesn't really have that deep threat on the outside um, with a bigger receiver. So a lot of times uh, Hudson Card is throwing his deep balls to like a 5'10", like 180-pound guy. And, I mean, Burks does a decent job, but he's not – you know, if you're going to do that, you need to be Steve Smith Jr., and he's not Steve Smith Jr. So um, that's been a, a bit of an issue. But Deion Burks, Tyrone Tracy, they're the two real – those are the guys with juice on the Purdue offense. So when you, when you look at – I mean, let's face it. Nebraska's what do you what do you think of Nebraska's offense? When I say Nebraska offense, do you quake in your boots? <laughs> I'm not quaking my boots. Actually, as a Purdue fan, I kind of do because the one thing that we've done all season is just get gouged by the quarterback run game. And so when I watch the Nebraska offense, I have just nightmares of Garrett Schrader just of Syracuse just dominating the game. And that's uh, what I am concerned about. Um, the Syracuse quarterback went ham on Purdue. Uh, we just could not get him on the ground. I think he had three touchdowns over 100 yards. Um, that has been an issue all season. So I watched that Nebraska offense, and I watched your like tall uh, Swedish dude just galloping through the secondary. Give <sighs> me a little looks a little worked up. Um, so, but. Um, Ryan Walters is actually 
Um, an interesting thing that happened at Purdue is Ryan Walters took over the defensive play calling like two day, two games ago, and some of that has been cleared up. So he basically took over from the guy who brought in to be defensive coordinator. Um, I mean, I guess if it's your defense and just not playing well, you kind of need to do something. Um, and so, uh, yeah. This so game. moving mo- <laughs> moving to the defensive side of the ball, I mean, who do who do you have? You was George Karloff this way gone? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anybody there? There's a younger Karloff. There year. is, there is. He's our middle linebacker now. He's taken over at middle linebacker. So Yanni Karloftis, who's a guy who's a four star recruit, like lived in the like shadows of Ross A Stadium, grew up there. So obviously George went to Purdue. Um, Yanni has taken him a couple of years. Uh, he's been injured a lot. And then we just couldn't figure out if he was a defensive end or one of those like Rover, or, you know, star guys. And we finally figured out that he maybe he was the middle linebacker and, um, our middle linebacker got hurt in game four against Illinois and Yanni came in and he's, he's taken over that position. So, you know, Yanni Karloff is in the middle. You've got the two ends, uh, Nick Scorton and Kyrgen Jenkins. Purdue actually has one of the, you know, as far as stats go, better uh, pass rushes in the nation. And that's because of those two, uh, two defensive or two outside linebackers. Uh, Scorton is just a giant dude. He's like 6'5", 280, fast guy, sophomore. Um, he's out on one edge. Kyrgen Jenkins is on the other edge. He was, He played like that sort of extra defensive lineman star position last year for Jeff Rom and now he's on now he's an outside linebacker and uh, he's been playing really well um and so that's really where Purdue does well is they've got a couple of guys they get in the backfield and make tackles for loss they get the quarterback on the ground but they also give up a lot of big plays hmm because okay, the so- secondary is gone there's no there's nothing in the secondary Really? Yeah. It's uh, Nebraska's passing offense has just been, you know, doesn't exist really. That's good for <laughs> Purdue because our secondary is we've got we've got one guy, Markevius. Uh, he's our uh, he's a transfer from Ole Miss. He's um, like kind of our one cornerback. Then we started true freshman, and I think the next guy off the bench was playing wide receiver in spring football. Um, and we also have a Juco guy. And so it's like there's it's really like not a whole lot of uh, ta- numbers or talent out there at corner. So playing a team that just can't throw the ball is good for Purdue because teams that can't throw the ball it's pick the pick the secondary apart. Um, Fresno State did that earlier in the year and just sort of beat Purdue seven yard slant routes at a time. Um and okay. so, um, it's a very, it's a really interesting matchup of two, two, you know, first year head coaches, obviously rule is the, uh, the big name, um, after, you know, what he did at Baylor and, uh, maybe not so much what he did for the Panthers. And then, uh, Walters, right. Walters was as the, uh, Broyles award winner last year, uh, running his, uh, sort of funky defense. Um, so I think it should, uh, it should be, a, it's sort of produced strength on defense. If there's a strength of stopping the run, um, obviously Nebraska's is running the ball. So I think it's a, a pretty solid, uh, strength on strength, uh, really matchup. No, I thought you guys were bad at stopping the run. Cause I thought you ranked like 90th or something. Aren't you? Yeah. But you basically, what you're saying is Ryan Walters took over. So some of that's been cleaned up. Some of that's been cleaned up. The run fits have been better the last couple games. I mean, they hung in with Ohio state as much as the 41 to whatever score. It looks awful. The Purdue missed like three or four field goals. They had a lot of drives. It wasn't like Ohio State it was like three and out, touchdown, three and out, touchdown. Purdue is really com- competitive on the field, not on the scoreboard in, in that one. Um, and so with Walters, you know, behind the th- uh, sticks there on defense, he took over actually at the Illinois game. So I think he did not want to get beat by Burt um, and uh, came in, got, uh, that first, got that first win. Um and so, you know, it's just this. Uh, this game is going to be 
I really feel like this game is is going to come down to turnovers for Purdue and Nebraska. It's <laughs> too. Uh, okay, shoots himself in the feet the, the least <laughs> amount. All right, we're going to take some comments. Uh, living in Nomaha, David Mamney says, I am still waiting for the coronation hair care, beauty, and skincare merch. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I save so much money on hair care. No. <laughs> I do not. See, I See? do not. That. And for some reason, they think that people are thinking I, I need to release a hair care, skincare. It's nice hair. I would rock. I used to have beautiful long hair before it all fell out. So I feel, I feel you. I, I have had people say, you need to shave your head, and I, I refuse because I have a large dent in my head that I don't oh. even know where it came from. Okay. Uh, er, Minnie. Hi, Minnie. Aaron says, Aaron, maybe we should have a chapstick line, too. Ooh. Is there some kind of implication there, Minnie? Is it, it's Matt? You know what? Have you noticed this? Have you watched Nebraska football, Drew? I've watched a little Nebraska football, yes. Okay. What you need to look out for is the danger of Matt Rule licking his lips constantly because he's, if he's doing this, mm-hmm. the yeah. offense is, the offense is usually playing pretty well. Oh, that's the tell. That's the tell. Yeah. So if he, if yeah. He's up the table and he starts licking his lips. He's got a good hand. Fred Sacco with, you know, who else was good at basketball on grass, Randy Gregory. And Randy Gregory was originally committed to Purdue. Purdue. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, Aaron Ken comes in with, we used to run the fumble ruski, but now we only run the first part of that play. This is what I deal with all the time, by the way. Oh, well, that's okay, because Purdue has just been laying the ball on the ground all year, so I totally understand the fumble uh, issues. Okay, Brian Anderson, the guy said that left me. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Uh, Brian Anderson says, watching Iowa lose had me slightly aroused for the first time in months. Well, good for Brian. Good for him. <laughs> uh, what What did you think of that call? What did you think? Did you watch the Minnesota-Iowa game? I saw uh, – I was in Virginia, I think, camping, but I think I actually caught the, caught the end of that one at a brewery. So, yeah, no, that was – I thought that was hilarious. I wanted both teams to lose. I think Kurt Ferentz is a plague on college football and Minnesota's coach is weirdo. So, I really had no skin in that game, but I really – Felt like that was the most painful way I could possibly lose. So I'm down. For That's that. true. I'm down for that. I'm down for the suffering for my <laughs> my enemies. Oh my God! But well, since you since you mentioned that, what do you think the most painful way for Nebraska to lose this game would be? Keep in mind, we went through the Scott Frost years. I know. We lost I know, many saying, painful I know I, Do y'all feel pain anymore? I feel like. No. Y'all, like, just you feel just pain look anymore? at the TV and kind of stare off into the distance. Like yeah, there's, they're just you know, sort of, oh. I think there the is most no pain, God kind of thing. I think the most painful way for y'all to lose this one is going to be, I'm going to say uh, maybe a uh, – Two-minute drill, pick six, Dylan Thieneman produced freshman phenom at safety, picks off the pass, pick six. Oh, my per- God. That's that's the, that's going to be the most painful way to lose it, I think, this time. That that, that sounds painful. Uh, okay, let's see. Fred Sacco again with House Purdue's offense with wet balls. I mean, it's On just- field – it's <laughs> bad with dry balls man i don't know it couldn't be any worse i mean we like we cannot hold on to it like nobody can hold on to it so uh cuts and cards just dropping it all over the place dylan devin mockaby fumbling all over the place so um you know y'all might get some fumbles that's uh be ready to jump on that pile i think Purdue's very uh has very practiced in recovering fumbles and, and diving on, on the football. So you know, I hope you all practice that because we have been practicing it all year long. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, have you seen the weather forecast? I have not. I only it, can only assume it's 
not good. <laughs> you know, it's it's not going. It, they're thinking that it might be bad enough that could potentially snow. Now, I don't know if somebody was joking when they said that, but it oh. should be rainy and crappy and like you know the first really crappy game day of the the, the fall season. So it's a perfect uh, late October game, I guess, for the for the Big Ten West, which needs help. Oh yeah, and look and. You know, it, uh, I mean, we have ugly football, and that's just how it's going to go. And so they're going to play probably in really ugly weather. Um, yeah, no, actually, yeah, it's funny. My wife was just uh, in the room asking Google what the weather in Chicago is going to be like this weekend because she's going to be at a conference in Chicago. And let me tell you, it's, our, all our windows are open right now in Athens. It was like 75 today, and the lows are going to be in like the mid, you know, upper 40s, just like perfect weather. And, yeah, it was like, oh, my God, it's going to be like it might snow. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I feel bad for y'all. I don't, I don't know how to deal with that. Um, actually, I lived in Kansas for a couple of years in Manhattan, and that was as much snow as I'll I ever want to experience in my life again. And so I will just sit here in my swamp and be happy. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, you know Hudson Card. He's feeling good, so he's a good runner. Um, I feel like having a mobile quarterback on a wet day is always a, an advantage. Mogaby's um, going to fumble it. Hopefully, Tyrone Tracy's ready to go. Um, I mean, it's sloppy football in it already, so it's. Probably just still going to be sloppy football. Okay, we have to get into this because it keeps coming up. And uh, wow, this is this is where I need a second person. If you want to get another beer, you're welcome to. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I think that's the last one for today. <laughs> Lloyd, I'm Christmas. On a pitch count. I'm on a pitch count. It's Wednesday. I'm on a pitch count. <laughs> okay, Lloyd M. Christmas says, "Does Purdue still play calling Michigan style?" Oh, I hope so. I hope so because we need all the help we can get. Um, I hope we have like all the black ops. I think we've got SEAL Team Six in the stands uh, recording people, um, and uh, it has not helped. So um, if we're cheating, we are really doing a terrible job of cheating. Um, and uh, you know, so is Michigan because. They got caught. Oh, man. oh my God. Are you following this whole thing? I know it's the funniest thing. Cause like I hate Ohio state. Just, uh, I just hate Ohio state so much, but I also hate Michigan. And so like watching them like this week, just like go after each other. has been oh, very enjoyable for me. I, um, uh, you know, does, this- does anybody like me? Ohio state, Michigan, other than Ohio state, Michigan people is, I find them both just awful. Well, I, you know, I, I, we've only, as Nebraska people, we've only experienced those two teams for really like 10 years or 12 years now. We haven't had decades of dealing with them. So Ohio State, let me tell you, Ohio State is like Texas A&M if they won football games. (laughs) So that if you need, if you need like a reference of like why you hate Ohio State, they're very much like, Texas A&M, but if Texas A&M won and was able to actually talk smack instead of just like being like, we have a lot of money, um, which is the general um, way Texas A&M rolls. But um, I have a degree from Texas A&M, so I can say that. Really? I do. I'm all over the map, baby. I'm all over the map. You don't seem like a guy that did. Were you young and naive when you went to Texas A and M? So I went to. Actually, my wife was uh, getting her. My wife's a veterinary pathologist, and they have very good vet school at Texas A and M. So she was doing her residency and PhD there. I got really tired of teaching high school English, and so I entered a grad program and um, have a degree in occupational health and safety. We'll never use. Wow. But I will never use it, but it's fun to say that I have masters, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so uh, student loan debt's not as fun as it used to be. Um, I mean, <laughs> okay, Michigan. I think Michigan. the funny thing about uh, it is, it's, is uh, get, I'm going to touch on this because I really. Well, let's talk about Michigan because I really can't stand them either. Jim Harbaugh is such a weirdo. Like, I, I, what, what shocks me about this is this. I mean, they're Michigan. You know, the for my entire life since I was a kid, I heard about Michigan men. You know, we're Michigan men. They're like Texas 
I mean, we had to deal with Texas for years. If you went to Texas A&M, you know what I'm talking about. The arrogance, the snippiness, that kind of shit. And, you know, I, I, the most of the Michigan people I know aren't that bad, except like when they're together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, whereas like, uh, Texas people are just like walking by themselves amongst fifty other people, and they're still assholes. Oh, there's uh, oh, you know, yeah, no, I know. I just, I, you know, Texas in general. I was glad to escape that state. Um, <laughs> but Michigan, you know, they've always been this haughty. We're better than everybody, and now they're caught up in this. You know, it was just stealing signs. Now it's turning it into a whole black ops operation obviously run and planned and, and executed by a complete moron that didn't hide anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, he's paying the stuff on his PayPal that you can just like look up or Venmo. Wow. <laughs> I, that's, I, that's poor uh, operation security. I feel like I'm questioning his uh, black ops, um, you know, uh, credentials there. Cause yeah, I don't know how, and, you know, that's the thing that everybody's like, oh, well, everybody does it. But, like, dude, you're getting caught. So if everybody's doing it and you're getting caught, that means you're terrible at doing it. And you deserve it because everybody else has plausible deniability because they're not stupid. But apparently Michigan is not. And that's, like, what, the third big scandal? Didn't uh, Harbaugh – first he tried to hire Shimmy, Shimmy, yeah, Shimmy, yeah, what's up <laughs> You know, Schindler's kid that backfired on him. Right, right. Because the social media was bad, and they were like, "Oh, we didn't know this guy that we've known our entire life <laughs> was like this." Weird. Oh, wow. The guy. Is, yeah. And then, and then there was Cheeseburger Gate, right? I think. Right. Yeah, and now, and now we've got, uh, you know. Black Hawk down operation <laughs> sign stealing. Uh, so Michigan has been uh, very naughty. I feel like they're not I, living up to the Michigan man standard. Um, but and then you sort of go back and look at it and go, maybe that's just all marketing. Maybe Michigan's just I, had a good marketing team for a while. I guess the, the thing that shocks me about it is it's fucking Michigan. Why? It's what? Did you really need to do this? Is this how? Far you needed to go. I mean, Nebraska was going to lose to him, but when I watched this that game, I thought, "My God, Michigan is crisp." They, you know, it was just a steamrolling. Now you look back at it and you go, "Okay." Yeah, it helps if you, it helps if you know the plays. <laughs> but I, I do like the fact that they went to some Georgia games and then Georgia just rolled them in the college football playoffs two years ago. <laughs> like they knew the plays and it didn't matter because they were just rampaging through their. I don't know. I don't know what Michigan's deal is. Jim Harbaugh is weird. I don't like him. He just seems like a dude I couldn't hang out with. Um, and like, I really judge a lot of head coaches like that. Ryan Day is also a dude I don't think I could hang out with. I feel like Matt Rule and I could kick it though. So we're all right. <laughs> okay. Some more comments. Uh, okay. Joel tells him, why doesn't the Big Ten have communication helmets to eliminate the sign stealing? That would have to be an NCAA rule. That would have to be at the NCAA rule at level to handle that. And you can't, as a Big Ten conference, have that when, like, I don't know, Houston Baptist doesn't have it, you know, or UTEP doesn't have it. And that's the concern is every time we make more regulations, we make it more expensive for the schools that don't have enough money to pay for their shit already. Yeah, and I actually read something about that, that they were trying to pass that um, a couple of years ago. And it did. It got shot down for the same reason you're saying that just the, you know, the smaller school. Like, you can't because you also have that's another guy you have to employ because you have to have somebody to click it on and click it off um, manually. Um, and so five seconds or whatever the timing is on the play clock. Um, so it's just, yeah, like I said, an extra expense for everybody. Um, I mean, it makes sense, but. You know, it's just part of college football, man. Like, just do it the regular way. I went, like, I'm the huge Clemson fan. I write for Clemson's SB Nation site, Shaking the Southland. And we used to steal signs all the time. Brent Venable stole everybody's signs. Everybody knew it. But, it, but he was doing it during the game. Right. And not, and not like, you know, didn't, didn't have an assassin in the stands in a ghillie suit and, a, and with an iPhone. Um, and so, um, you know, that's just part of the pageantry of college football. But don't be dumb. God, like, how are you so dumb? 
I think it's beautiful that it just keeps going. Like and, just prime better, do better, like do better in your cheating. Just and, yeah, show some Michigan, pride. The Michigan fans keep being like, well, it's just sign stealing. Everybody does it. And then it keeps getting worse and worse and right. worse. Yeah. And uh -huh. like, yeah, everybody does it. And you got caught. What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay. Brian Anderson comes back with Nebraska versus Purdue equals two kids with broken ankles racing to get a lackluster piece of cake. Ouch. That's, ouch. That's painful. That's, that's difficult. <laughs> I will say that I don't believe that is true because I think this is an important season for both Matt Rule and Ryan Walters trying to lay a foundation for, um, for the future and building that, re that recruiting. And uh, so I think this is an important game. It is. So I feel like the piece of cake is underrated, <laughs> but maybe the broken ankles part is uh, accurate. <laughs> so it's a but, decent piece. Of, it's like it, cheesecake factory. Yeah, it's like it's right? decent. Like, like there's like you want to win this game because you don't want to have two wins after this game. Or at least Purdue doesn't. So um, I mean, there's some motivation. To win for Purdue, um, they're not great. Or they're not a great football team uh, this year. Okay. What? Uh, so Aaron Ken comes back with uh, a shot. He's a Purdue. He's a Purdue Aggie maker. Oh, uh, see, you no. Know, like I said here, so I have done the tour of all of the land grant schools. Um, I had <laughs> my undergrad at Clemson, and then I moved to Knoxville with my girlfriend, now wife, while she was in vet school at University of Tennessee, and then we went to Texas A and M for seven years. And then we moved to Manhattan, Kansas. I also write for the uh, Bring On the Cats Manhattan whoops, uh, Manhattan uh, the Kansas State website. Check me out over there. Um, so that's another reason why I'm familiar with Nebraska. They like to talk about y'all still. And um, <laughs> oh my and, uh, god, man! Right, and now I was in Manhattan for a couple of years. Now I'm in Athens, Georgia. So I've got a lot of college apparel. What college. what crimes are you staying ahead of? That's what I want to know. Oh, oh, I don't know. I'll tell you this though, my wife. Sign stealing. Sign stealing. That's <laughs> I'm. I was the one in the stands. Um, my wife is a veterinary pathologist, and so um, you know, maybe we have a racket because she can get rid of dead bodies. Real fast. That's what she threatens me with. You know. Well, Wade, yeah. Wade Farce is what the hell is a vet pathologist? Can can I answer this? To you can go right? for it. Okay, a vet pathologist is somebody who determines how animals die, and it's very important because if you look at how we we have animals now, we have massive feedlots full of cows, we have pigs thousands at a time confined to pig, you know, the pig barn, I don't know what they call them, pig silos, whatever the fuck they are. And if a pig drops dead, they need to know immediately what the hell killed that pig. Because they got to kill all the pigs. Yeah, because thousands of them are going to die if they don't understand why that pig died or why that cow died. Did I get it right? That's right. That's what she yeah. does. She can cut the head off a horse in five minutes or less. So I don't mess with her. She's real smart and lethal. And, you ever, her, and she has a, a biodigester and an incinerator. So if I go missing, y'all, they're never going to find me. It's all good, though. I'm married uh, way up. All right. This well, is, I know nothing. This is going to be on Dateline someday. Where like, and, and then he went missing. Somebody's going to ask, it. was there signs? Yes, there were signs. <laughs> he talked about it on a coordination podcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, where do we go after this? Okay, what else have we got in the Big Ten West? Purdue is Purdue is what, two and five? Yeah, two and five. Two okay. and five. You've got yes. wins against Virginia Tech, mm -hmm. and you beat mm -hmm. the shit out of Illinois. How did yeah. you beat the shit out of Illinois? We didn't turn the ball over for okay. the first time, and that helps a lot when you don't just – and we scored in the red zone. And like I said, Ryan, that was the first game Ryan Walter just took over. We just pounded – Luke Altmaier just beat him up like the end of the game. They were just dragging him out. Um, so that is why I'll say that is what Purdue's defense does is they beat up the quarterback um, if they're oh. playing well. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, okay, Iowa, you lost 20 to 14. Why did you lose? Uh, we lost because we couldn't score. Uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> Iowa did their Iowa things. Like we are uh, just the first half, we were cold and just put on like, an absolute clinic on how to lose to Iowa. 
Um, like, if you were to be like, how do you lose to Iowa? Watch the first quarter of the Purdue game. That's how you lose to Iowa. You don't – you get in the red zone and you don't score and then you throw and you give them the ball. Like, you commit turnovers where they – like, the worst they can do is take a field goal. Um, and that's what Purdue did for Iowa is they just did the – you know, fell into the trap. Dijon got a night like an interception, ran it back, and they were in field goal range, and that's what happens. They just Iowa just beat you to death in okay. a boring way. Wisconsin, though, you lost thirty-eight to seven. What the hell? Why did you lose to Wisconsin? I mean, Wisconsin. What they they almost lost to Illinois last weekend, but they didn't. They brought it out the end. Uh, you know, they they had some. I don't. They got wait. Who else did they get beat by? Anyway, they're 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 not doing the greatest either. No, like you got they, you gave up thirty eight points to them. I'm yeah, sorry to bring all this pain out. But, uh, you know, no, this, it's, it's, I'm like they all run. Excuse me, they all run together now at this point. <laughs> like I don't know, it's between Clemson and Purdue. I'm in deep deep college football depression. Um, but um, yeah, we just that was just one of those sort of steamroller games where Purdue was in it, Purdue was in it, and then all of a sudden they were not in it at all. Um, <laughs> and uh, Wisconsin, so we just can't stop them. Them for whatever reason, when we play Wisconsin, it is under. It doesn't matter who's coaching; they just steamroll Purdue, and they just. Tanner Mordecai played well. Um, he ran some um, in that game. I think ran for a couple touchdowns, and you know it was one of those where Purdue got down, tried to get back in it committed some turnovers, okay. the lead kind of ballooned. And then, you know, at that point it was, it was, it was over. Okay. Okay. Wade far comes back with, so what, if, so if she doesn't know why deer stumble around to die, she's the one that came up with deer wasting. It's uh, chronic wasting disease instead of exactly what it is. I'm guessing that no, Wade, she did not come up with chronic. No, she did not come up with a prion related uh, brain uh, issue. I don't believe. Uh, I mean, if she did, we didn't make any money off of it. So she screwed (laughs) up. Um, And so I'll ask her about that after, after this. Make sure. (laughs) Maybe she's holding out. Maybe she's exactly. You can ask her. Did you come up with chronic wasting disease? There's a technical term for it. No, it's it's like encephalopathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nasty stuff, man. We don't have it in, yes. in Georgia, but they were, you know, yeah. they were real careful about it. In Texas, they have to worry about it because I don't know if you're, but you have you been to Texas? Oh yeah, they have all those live game ranches where they're just like, oh, you can come. We've got like these weird things in cages, and you can put like paint on your face and go like crawl around and let your guys shoot them for you. Um, and, but they escape all the time, and so there's just all kinds of weird stuff. The, the guys escape, or the things you're supposed the things to escape. The weird things escape. There's like so. Yeah, I think it's feral feral hogs. The people I know in Texas hunt. Oh, so many feral suck. hogs. Yeah, they're they so tough the to kill, man. Those things. things are smart, and they don't taste good either. So. <laughs> they make good sausage. <laughs> okay, uh, what do we meant? Produce special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can return kicks, kind of. If Tyrone Tracy is good to go, he's a good kick returner. Um, other than that, our field goal kicker has been injured. I think he's coming back. He wasn't great when he was in, not injured. And then our other kicker was also not great. Um, so not great would be a good way to describe the kicking game for Purdue. Um, punts, nothing has been – substantial i don't think it's i think it's probably just mediocre punting terrible kicking and uh decent returning so cheers okay fred sacco says drew just described northwestern hazing (laughs) and i think this brings it this brings more look at the what the hell what's wrong with the big team it's so cold up there is that the problem is just cold up there and y'all get bored and do just bad stuff i I live in i live in minnesota and it does you know there is just drinking galore going on in the cold it's too hot to do that here in athens it's too hot we we speed a lot apparently that's like the the player we speed a lot but it's too hot to commit a lot of crimes here because it's like right you you do know why people go ice fishing right i know because they're masochists they no go- it's because they go out to these basically homes on the they island. get away from their wives and go yes. and just hammer cases of beer they just 
get wasted out in the oh i caught some fish you know that's see that's why we go here. hunting that's why we go hunting okay we'll go to the deer Minnie... stand baby uh... <laughs> <laughs> Minnie says drew you sound like you need a new team to root for come join us for oh food. god man i've got so many to keep up with already like <laughs> wow like clemson football is just dirt just bad oh my god and then like kansas state's fun and purdue and just like i don't I mean, I, I already cheer for some kind of cursed teams, so I don't, I don't know if I need another cursed team in my uh, wardrobe. There, uh. Fred Fred Sacco comes back and says, "I feel like Drew is trying to lull us into a false sense of security." This is how I usually describe our team to people. <laughs> so here's the deal: I have had to watch a lot of Purdue football, and it has not been fun a lot of the times this year, especially when you're like, "Oh my God, there's so much." better games on and this is just like i'm gonna watch us get just slaughtered by wisconsin um but um in the iowa game was, god i was looking for a screwdriver to give myself a lobotomy because it's not worth watching um wasted some brain cells there and so um yeah i don't know it's uh it's a bit of a Wade Far, Wade Far is just hammering here. Is, oh, a, is a boilermaker like a Cornhusker something that doesn't exist anymore? What is I don't know if they make boilers for trains anymore because that is what a boilermaker is. It is a factory worker who makes train parts because apparently that's what Purdue used to recruit to play uh, against, uh, I believe, Wabash College gave Purdue that nickname um, because they said that they were just playing against a whole team of boilermakers. Um, meaning that Purdue was just using factory workers on their college football team. Did you did you know they used to be called the Cornfield Sailors? Have I you wish they still that? were. I wish they still were because I feel like I could make a lot of cool shirts for the Cornfield <laughs> Sailors. Uh, Is it, I, I, I went back through, I, well, I've done a bunch of history videos about the 1890s, 1869 and stuff. And when you go back to terms in those days, Cornfield Sailors was actually applied to Purdue but it was an insult. It was basically, I think, harvesting crews that would come through and harvest the corn, and therefore they'd sail through the cornfields. And it was a derogatory term to like migrant workers in a way. But uh, I, 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 I am guessing ninety-eight percent of the people out there don't know that. Well, now they do. Uh, like an extra one percent, half. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I did that one. If you guys got any more questions, get them in. Uh, we're nearing an hour. We usually go an hour. I, I'm too old to go. Like Our other shows sometimes go an hour and a half, and then after that I have to sleep for three days. Uh, <laughs> we're going to see uh, if I roll in the IV cart for you and hit the, hit the oxygen mask uh, here in I, a second. The oxygen thing, I'm thinking it, that that is a good thing. That could be. Uh, that could be. I might have to get one now, of those through the desk. Do you want to do predictions? We have to do predictions. <sighs> It's so hard to predict for new games. I feel it, like maybe... Yeah, but this is where you just throw shit out. The, you I, already threw out the pick six thing and damaged. Yeah, I did. This. I did. So let me let me let me get back in that headspace. Hold on. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. So this thing is gonna be like I think it's gonna be like twenty seven, twenty one, and honestly, I can't tell you who has either score. You have to pick something. All right, so Purdue 27, Nebraska 21 is what I'm going with. But it could easily be Nebraska 27, Purdue 21. I have no faith in this Purdue squad winning. I do think they will probably come close to winning and then lose is what um, I feel like is most likely going to happen. I, and then you're you're thinking it's going to be like 20 to 21, and then at the 30 seconds left, pick six, and you win. Yeah, well, yeah, but honestly, it's probably y'all's pick six and y'all win, but – you know, I'm gonna leave it up in the air because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, I'll be on the okay. talk. I'll be on the talk line later uh, tonight for my psychic readings. Um, so um, you'll make sure to dial in. Okay, Dion Pryor has 13 to nine Nebraska, which honestly sounds probably like a good score. Yeah, uh, I mean, Joel Tilson. Joel Tilson, 24 to 10 Nebraska. Uh, David Matney with 23 to 10. Confidence? I like confidence. I feel like y'all are getting back up off the mat here. <laughs> MK has whoops, I I, Ooh, I missed the thing. Open? MK has a question. 
Purdue Pete or Little Red, which is the scariest Halloween costume? Are we talking cocaine Purdue Pete or with the <laughs> eyes? Because it really We're, depends on which which Purdue Pete. Because that one, there's the one where you look deep oh, into those dark eyes and you know that he does damage with that hammer. Uh, but I think Little Red uh, is more likely to haunt your nightmares. So I think maybe Little Red. Um, I know that a yeah. No, I'm gonna say Little Red is scarier. Okay. okay, hold on a second. I'm up. I'm adding an overlay. Oh, come on. Where is it? Oh, shoot. I have the, I, you know what? I have the old Pete for something. Oh, oh there it is. Oh, I'm scared yeah. of that guy. I'm scared of that guy. Like, mm. it's the yeah. eyes. Tell it I, what I'm going to. I'm going to prepare the old Purdue Pete so people know what you're talking about. Ty, tell us a story about one of your best days at Texas A&M in the few minutes it takes me to do this. <laughs> It'll only be a minute and a half. I'm trying to think about Texas A&M. The thing that you need to know about Texas A&M is there are no trees there ever. And it is 150 degrees. And like most of the days you just walk outside and just want to die. And on my deathbed, on my deathbed, if somebody asks me if I have any regrets, I will definitely groan Texas College Station, Texas, for seven years because oh my god, um, I, I managed for- to I managed to get out without the like crow's feet. If you see anybody that walks in, lives in College Station for too long, they just they look like this all the time because the sun is just in your face and off the they paved everything because Aggies hate grass and trees. <laughs> And anything that is just not oppressive heat, I, they enjoy pain. And so that's like their thing. They're sick. They're just sick people, I think. Um, I have a lot of Aggie friends, actually. And they're weirdos. I, mean, I love them, but they're super weirdos. Um, I, I remember two names. The Dixie Chicken and Dudley's Drawl. Oh, I have. I have, I think I still might hold the record for throwing an Alabama fan down the sidewalk at the uh, Dudley's Draw for Dudley's Draw. I got good distance. Belt. I got belt loop, back of the shirt collar, full swing, launch. And then his girlfriend. And then his girlfriend punched me. So uh, that was during the Alabama game. Alabama fans are weird, man. Um, <laughs> so that was a fun Texas A&M story. Okay. Uh, are, you, are you ready for this? Sure. I want to I prepare everybody for it. Just take a breath. Take a breath. Uh, here's what, you, here's what oh. you're looking at. <clears throat> I, don't know what, I don't know what the hell that is. That's, that's, okay. You know, I said Little Red, but that's it. That's the scariest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> that is the old Purdue Pete. Oof. I like, I don't think that's like Nebraska. Nuclear, like that's I feel like that's something you see in like Fallout. Like for that <laughs> definitely like nuclear grew up in like nuclear waste, and that's what happens is you turn into old Purdue Pete. Nebraska had one terrifying back past uh, mascot back in the 1920s. It was Corn Man. Oh, but the, otherwise, our mascots. I I love Little Red. I I am a love uh, Little Red lover uh, because I think he's cute and he's fun and he can bounce on his head. But uh, okay, uh, let's see here. We'll get uh, Purdue Pete. Looks like a meth head. Yes, it's possible that that part of Indiana is known for their methamphetamine. <laughs> okay, uh, Andy Harris, forty-five to seventeen, Nebraska. Purdue gets a late TD. Ooh. Wow. Oh, spicy. Yeah. Moment. Ted Hilker, 20 to 19. Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably closer to reality. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fred Sacco, because he's always here, 24 to 10, Nebraska, if we don't turn the ball over and don't lose the rest of our offensive line and wide receivers. See, that's you- funny because I think I've actually said that about several Purdue games where I'm like, I think we could win this game if we don't turn the ball over and we don't lose any more of our offensive linemen. And the wide receiver plays like okay. healthy. So you know that we've Nebraska's lost, lost since the beginning of the season. We've lost two of our top three running backs. I think we've lost three offensive starting offensive linemen. Our top four wide receivers. Uh, there's I literally there's 15 people that have been injured 
I, I, there's a stat out that like from the beginning of the year depth chart to now, I literally, most of the offense has been replaced. So (laughs) it's, it's been interesting. Yeah, Purdue's offensive line, we lost our right tackle, uh, Imbo, who is probably our best offensive lineman. And we just don't want to have, like, he was a guard. He's probably a guard. Our left tackle is definitely a guard. And so, like, and then our center, our center has hurt most of the year. It's been it's been rough. The offensive line has not it, – it's playing better than it should based on who is playing on it. Um but um, Jeff Brom could not recruit offensive linemen to save his life. And um, I don't think he stopped trying like in the last couple of years. And so it's just like our center and then it's bad. It's real. It's real bleak. It's real bleak. Jay Blatarski says Huskers win six to four, all safeties. I hope that happens. I hope that happens. <laughs> like I, I'm a Purdue fan, but if if I could see Nebraska win six to four and all safeties, like I feel like that's something you tell like your grandkids about. Uh, Fred Sacco says that looks like Bob's big boy with a brick on his head. Maybe yeah, Bob's big boy after he took a brick to the head. It looks like maybe Bob's big boy after a bar fight. Okay, I, Joel Tilson says, "Will Kirk Ferentz fire his son, offensive coordinator?" I hope so. I don't think I'll, he will. I it, it's like real tough, right? Like, how do you? That's kind of probably why I wouldn't hire my kid unless I knew he was like a badass. Because, like, how do you be like, "Come here, son, uh, get your shit and go"? Because it's it's bad. It's real bad. I think it's more likely that Kurt Ferentz rides off into the sunset and Iowa starts over than him actually firing his son. I think, I think he's coming to the end of his run in Iowa. I think they're kind of tired of the same product. You'd think that, but then they keep doing it. Well, I mean, if you told Purdue fans, I'm going to guarantee you, you win eight games for the next yeah. decade, but like right. you want to like stab yourself in the eye every game, I think we take it. Okay, this is the last bit, and this is kind of obligatory when we're talking with a Purdue person. Are you a basketball fan? Of course. I, they would run me out. I couldn't manage Hammer and Rails. Okay. Like, my best articles are like, hey, guys, there's a basketball game. Y'all should talk about it and just publish. And then that, that like, floods. Like, I can spend 10 hours on a football article and, like, six people read it. But if I'm like, basketball is being played, boom. <laughs> That's the nice, that's the, the sweet spot for Purdue. So it's not far away. Have people already moved on to basketball season? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Ted I mean, we Hilker. have the number number at least top five team in the nation, top three for most people. So and we've got like just frustrating football teams. So ah, uh, yeah, people. Zach Eady's back. Zach Eady is back, and then yeah. he is very large still. Okay. Ted Hilker asks, is a returned extra point one or two points? Uh, I think it's two points, but there it's is two. a rare, there, there is a rare, uh, very, very specific occasion in which you could score a point. I don't think anybody's ever done that. Like a game could finish one to nothing. Is that if like the a, Big Ten West could do it, that it would be done. It's this possible. Year. It's possible for the Big Ten West. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in Iowa, I think. Iowa Rutgers one to nothing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll make a prediction. Let's see. It'll be, I'll go 20 to 16 Nebraska. I like the pick six idea, but we haven't done that. So, you know, we haven't done it. We've done so many other things. <laughs> Maybe that's your most painful. Maybe you're just like, you know, because what's happened with Nebraska is before under that guy we fired, we learned how to lose shitty games. And now we were learning how to win shitty games. But so see, I feel like be... that's, a, that's a good step in the right program. Yeah. I feel like Matt Rule won a lot of shitty games at Baylor. Yeah. I feel like he kind of got an NFL job because he was really, really pretty good at winning shitty games. Because, uh, I mean, you go look back at that Baylor team. That's kind of why I liked him. Uh, we all picking him up is they didn't have a ton of star power. It's not like right. he had a – you know, five-star quarterback leading the way. He just sort of ground teams down. I cover Kansas State, so I covered a lot of those Mount Rule teams. And, yeah, it was just sort of a slugfest. And so I feel like 
that's probably Nebraska's identity more than anything, or at least the one they should get back to. Oh, here we go. Husker Chuck with no one point safety is possible on an extra point, but that would mean a TD had been scored. Officially, a forfeit is one to nothing. Well, we don't want any forfeits because we need to watch bad football. Right, and and we're not Michigan, so we're not stealing signs, and so why would we forfeit? But I feel like maybe they should against Purdue because I don't want to play them. Because we are smoked by Ohio State. I don't know why we have to play two semi-pro teams uh, in one season. Okay. Is there any closing comments, any closing thoughts for you? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Are you going to Lincoln? I am absolutely not going to Lincoln. It is my favorite time of year in the Southeast. I'll probably uh, hang out in my yard and drink some beers. And then it is uh, Athens will be bopping with the uh, world's largest cocktail party. And there's always oh, yeah. fun stuff to do around here. So absolutely not. Okay. Um, I lived in Manhattan for a while. I got my fill of the Midwest. You know, there is they, there is a VDL. And at mm-hmm. University of Nebraska now, so your wife could get a new job. We're good. I think I think I used to have to walk my daughter to school in the mornings because we live close to the school, and I come back and my beard would be frozen. And as my I grew up in like Aiken, South Carolina, that's 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 tough for me. I had to hibernate for like two months. Like <laughs> I just got in a sleeping bag and like zipped it up and laid by the fireplace. So uh, I'm going to try to avoid uh, the Midwest. No offense, y'all. Very nice people, though. And my daughter loves the uh, Birox. Um, she misses those the most. Okay. I think y'all call them Runzas. Is that we're right? going to – what's that? I said – I was talking about my time in the Midwest. My daughter loves Birox. She got a couple of – What Kansas did you say? Birox. Do you know what Birox are? Uh-oh. Are these in it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're like Runzas. They yeah, are Runzas. Yeah, she loves it's those. the same thing, except that it's just a different culture. I think B-Rocks yeah. are German and Runzas are Czech. I'm making that up to make myself sound uh, I think that sounds right. That smart. sounds right. I'm going to look up this weather thing real quick. Okay, I'm going to try to look up this. You know, it's been internet fixed, and it is still – Come on. Okay, it's it's saying search city or zip code, and it's not letting me do anything. Hold on, I got you. Okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> we'll get there. You have a clacky keyboard, man. I type really loud. I have like really big hands and I, I, I'm a loud typer. But, oh my God, this still isn't coming up. This is ridiculous. Oh, we're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, okay. Uh, t- day. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, p.m. snow showers. So I will absolutely not be in Lincoln, no, sir. Oh, my God. Really? P.m. snow showers. The game starts at 2.30. So So the the end of the game, the end of the game could be a sloppy, horrid, icky mess, which do you want to – I will – I, you know what? If I was going to bet on this game, I was going to – I would put the over-under at eight turnovers. That I feel like I feel like Purdue tries to turn the ball over without it like snowing and being like thirty degrees, and so yeah, I, I could see Purdue because I feel like Purdue is good for like three turnovers like on a pristine day. So I think <laughs> we could probably get to eight definitely. Uh, change okay. cold rain and light snow. That's why with the first year we lived in Manhattan, Kansas, it rained on Halloween, and I was ready to pack the van and move because. <laughs> Or snowed on Halloween. I'm sorry. Snowed on Halloween. And I was ready. I was ready to leave. Um, Snowed on Halloween and Easter both that year. Oh, my God. Okay. I think that's it. I think we're done. 
I think we know more than Purdue and Nebraska, more more about it than we probably needed to know for such a a great, fine football game that's about to be played Saturday. This is what college football is all about. Two crappy teams rolling around in the mud, uh, in the snow, and sleep. So I feel like um, I may have to make my daughter watch this game and be like, baby, this is the Big Ten right here. You know, how old is your daughter, if I can ask? She is nine years old. Okay, you know what? I have three kids. They're all adults now. What my job was, I saw my job as a parent was to prepare my children for the cold, dark, sick world they were going to live in. And I can't think of a better way as a father than to do that for a nine-year-old than to force her to watch Big Ten West football. I, just, I mean, really, honestly, I spent my entire life, my dad was like, this is character building, son. Just suffer <laughs> through it. And um, and so I was like, but we can't lose another tournament game. He's like, just watch it. It'll make you hard. It'll, it'll – kill your insides and then you'll be able to make it in this world. Keep watching Purdue basketball. Look, and, and, you, and you turned out. Okay. I, and, <laughs> I mean, okay. So it depends on who you ask, uh, but um, I think I'm pretty awesome. So it's all. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you've been a good guest, Drew. I appreciate it. At least I try to be, you know, if you, you got to have some humor if you write about Purdue football because, and yeah. Purdue basketball because you got to be like, oh, oh, okay. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Aaron. Last comment. Aaron Keen says, "Is John giving out parenting <laughs> advice? It's the end of days." Yes, it is. It is always the end of days. But before it's the complete end of days, we get to watch Purdue take on Nebraska at Memorial Stadium at two thirty p.m. Central. It's, is it Yay. possible the final seal could be broken there when the when the gun goes off at the end of this game because it could be a complete abomination to the sport of college football what? and sports the- in general around the world. I feel like it, this could be a war crimes game where it's just like, oh, my God, don't <laughs> need to burn this video because nobody should ever see this so what you're saying is the gun goes off and gabriel blows the trumpet yeah he's like i've seen enough i've seen enough this is irredeemable this world is over 12 fumbles is all i can handle we're we're starting over we're starting over it's over it's time for the lizards to take yes, control. Yes, we yeah. made a horrible mistake with this human people thing. <laughs> we need to okay, that that's it. Good night, Drew. Good night. Y'all have fun. See y'all Saturday. Good luck.